the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. It's just showing you how the Holy Spirit was working on people's hearts in this early church. They sold their houses. Think about that. There were people in need in the church. Well, I've, I've got this. I got this vacation home in Florida. I, I could sell that, and I've got this house, and I, I could sell it. We could move into a smaller house, I guess. And this is radical love. This is sacrificial love. One of the most extraordinary things about the early church was what Pastor Dan is talking about today: the radical and sacrificial love the people had for each other. The Spirit was working in their hearts and minds to create the unity of believers, and people saw the pain and the need of the others. Not only that, they allowed the Spirit to move them to do something about it. Ask the Spirit to move in your heart today like He did in the early church. Ask Him to move you into greater compassion. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Joel chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. I don't know if I remember a time in my lifetime when there has been more division in our country. People divide over everything these days. But in the church, when you have a spirit-filled church, there's, there's unity. And the one thing that brings us together that we're unified around is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That we're all sinners saved by grace. And we all come together to, to worship Jesus this is the only place in the culture right now where you can find that. Unity. And it's in the church. It's in the body of Christ. Believers coming together, unified around Christ. Another thing that we see in the book of Acts, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, also gave believers in the early church a desire for spiritual things. A desire for spiritual things. Go back to Acts chapter 2. I'm making it real easy for you. It's all in the book of Acts, right? We're not turning all over. We're not going to Isaiah and all that kind of stuff. All right here in the book of Acts. The baptism of the Holy Spirit gave believers in the early church a desire for spiritual things. I love this verse, verse 42. Look what it says. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread And in prayers, the Holy Spirit produced a desire, a hunger for spiritual things. Again, look at verse 42. The believers continue daily in the apostles doctrine, in the word, in fellowship, in the breaking of bread, which speaks of communion, but 
they would have a meal with communion. So sharing a meal together. Remembering the Lord's sacrifice. And prayers. And they were continually devoted to these things. This is what the early church was all about. And nothing else. They didn't have a desire for anything else. They didn't have a desire for for anything more. The Holy Spirit gave them a hunger for the word, a hunger for fellowship, a hunger for breaking bread together and praying together. If you were here, we looked at Galatians chapter 5, where it says the, the flesh and the spirit are contrary to each other. The flesh doesn't desire these things. The flesh doesn't like these things. The flesh doesn't like Bible study or fellowship or breaking bread or prayer. But when you're filled with the spirit, you have a hunger for these things, a desire for these things. Romans chapter eight, verse five says, for those who live, listen, listen, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. If you live according to the flesh, ruled by your flesh, your, your, your fleshly desires, you will set your mind on the things of the flesh. You will focus on how do I feed my flesh? How do I satisfy my flesh? But when, you're, when you live according to the spirit, well, then you set your mind on spiritual things. How can I feed the spirit? And when your mind is set on spiritual things, you'll want to do the things that are listed in verse 42. Getting into the word of God, studying the word of God, fellowship, breaking bread, prayer. You know, when I read verse 42, I think of this. You all are gathered here for breaking bread before the service and second dinner after service. For fellowship, getting into the word of God, praying together. That, that, that's evidence to me that the Holy Spirit's at work. Just like it says here. So that the Holy Spirit will put in us a desire for spiritual things. Like the Apostles' Doctrine, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayer. And we'll have a desire to continue steadfastly, daily, in those things. Uh, The Holy Spirit also produces sacrificial love. We see this in the early church. Sacrificial love. Look at uh, verse 44 of chapter 2. Look what it says. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Now turn over to chapter 4. Chapter 4 verse 32. We see a similar thing. Chapter 4 verse 32. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. 
And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles feet and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And verse 36, and Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, he sold it and he brought the money and he laid it at the apostles' feet. The disciples, they're filled with the spirit and they sold their property and homes. And they gave them the proceeds, the, the profits, to the ministry for the care of the needs of others in the church, others in the body of Christ. I want you to just think about that. Now, don't, don't, and this isn't like a formula that we follow, right? Okay, if you're filled with the Spirit, you've got to sell, put your house on the market tomorrow. It'll be sold by Sunday, right? No, but it's just showing you how the Holy Spirit was working on people's hearts in this early church. They sold their houses. Think about that. There were people in need in the church. Well, I've, I've got this, I got this vacation home in Florida. I, I could sell that. And I've got this house and I, I could sell it. We could move into a smaller house, I guess. And this is radical love. This is sacrificial love. And, and I want you to know here, and this is important, the apostles, the leadership, they didn't ask the people to sell their property. They didn't ask them to do this. They didn't ask the people to donate money to the ministry. They didn't manipulate the congregation. They didn't uh, guilt people into giving. The, the church, you know, didn't hire a marketing firm to put on a big fundraising campaign as so many churches do today. Well, well we've, we've got this goal and we need you to pledge this amount. We need you to partner with us and we need you to commit to this and Here's the vision, and we need you to get on board with the vision. No, they didn't do that. Do you remember the Tozer quote that I read? If you remove the Holy Spirit from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would notice the difference. The apostles didn't use human wisdom or human methods. In fact, they didn't ask for donations at all. The Holy Spirit compelled the people to give. The Holy Spirit compelled people to sell their property or sell their house and give the money to the church. The Holy Spirit compelled people to love one another in, in this way, a radical, sacrificial way. The baptism with the Holy Spirit will always bring a spirit of love. Will always bring a spirit of love and sacrificial care for one another. Now, look over in chapter 5. The story continues here. Remember chapter 4 at the end, people are selling their property, selling their homes, giving the money to the church for those that were in lack, those that were in need, so that everybody's needs were met. Well, in chapter 5 now, we have the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Look at verse 1. But there was a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife. They sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. So they, they sell their property. Again, no one asked them to sell their property. 
Other people, they were compelled by the Holy Spirit to do it. But no one, no one's asking them to do this. No one is asking them to give all of the proceeds of the sale of the house to the ministry. Other people were doing that because that's what the Holy Spirit was putting on their heart to do. Everybody was doing it voluntarily. But here, Ananias and Sapphira, they wanted to appear more generous than they really were. And they kept some of the proceeds of the sale back and they lied and said that they gave the full amount of the sale to the ministry. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Again, they they were free to keep as much of it as they wanted. Nobody was requiring them to sell their house or give any of the money towards the ministry. This is all their choice. But they wanted people to think they were super generous when they really weren't. Now watch what happens in verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Now, this is an example of a word of knowledge, which is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about it, but I want to point it out to you since we're on this passage. The Holy Spirit revealed this deception to Peter, gave him a word of knowledge. There's no reason he would know this. Other than the Holy Spirit revealed it to him, this information, and the Holy Spirit revealed this deception to Peter for the protection of the church. That's what I want you to note here. It's for the protection of the church. When a church is yielded to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will protect the church and keep it pure. The Holy Spirit will keep out liars and deceivers that could come in. And corrupt the church with sin. I'm so thankful for how the Holy Spirit has protected this church. Through the years. It just seems that at any time somebody has come in. That had an agenda. The Holy Spirit made us aware of it. And the Lord took care of it. I'm grateful for that. And here the Lord speaks to Peter through word of knowledge, and reveals this to Peter. And Peter confronts Ananias. Verse 4 says, While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Right? It was, it was your money to do with it what you want. It was your property to do with it what you want. Nobody asked you to sell it. Nobody asked you to give the money to the church. And you, you lied to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down. And breathed his last, so great fear came upon all those who heard these things. Note that, verse 5. Great fear came upon the church. 
And the young men arose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. He's giving her an opportunity to come clean here to confess her sin. And she said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Then immediately she she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. Look at verse 11 again. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. The Holy Spirit working in the church brought fear upon the church. The early church had a a reverence and a respect for God that preserved the purity of the church. God's serious about his bride and the purity of his bride. Now look at verse 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord. This actually caused greater unity in the church. Having the Holy Spirit drop two people dead brought the church together. (laughs) Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. Verse 13 is important. The church had a reputation for integrity and purity in the community. In the community. People in the community knew it was a serious thing to follow Christ. A.B. Simpson said, If the Holy Spirit is in the church, the world will not have to be kept out. It will be only too glad to stay out. The Holy Spirit's in the church, protecting the purity of the church. Carnal, worldly people aren't going to feel comfortable there. They're not going to want to be part of it. So much of the church today is trying to be like the world and trying to be seeker-sensitive and relevant when really the appeal of the church is that it's different from the world. That's the appeal. The appeal of the church is, is its holiness. People get sick of the world. And they're looking for something different from the world, not something just like the world. They get tired of the sin and the corruption. And they're looking for people who are living differently. That's the appeal. That's the appeal. Now, we also see that the Holy Spirit led the church in the book of Acts providentially. Providentially. The Holy Spirit led the church providentially. What do I mean? The Holy Spirit led and orchestrated everything in the early church. Now, if you are a a control freak, or a big planner, this is going to unsettle you. (laughs) For example, Acts chapter 8, 
In Acts chapter 8, persecution breaks out in Jerusalem against the Christians. And so they, the Christians who were persecuted in Jerusalem leave. And Philip went to Samaria. And he preached Christ to the Samaritans. And a revival broke out. We've looked at this last couple of weeks. Philip didn't plan that. He just leaves. And as he goes, he goes, travels through Samaria. He preaches the gospel as he's going. And lo and behold, a bunch of people get saved. This revival breaks out. Then the Lord spoke to Philip and told him to leave Samaria. And all the Lord said to Philip was go toward the south along the road which goes down to Gaza. Again, if you're a control freak, you're a big planner, that's not enough information to go on, is it? Just get on the road heading south. Again, to put it in today's terms, get on 95 south headed towards Virginia. Then what? Just do that. And Philip obeys, and he went. And as he's on that road, he came upon an Ethiopian sitting in his chariot. Happens to be parked on the side of the road. And he happens to be reading Isaiah 53. He happens in air quotes. There he is reading Isaiah 53. And Philip gets up in the chariot with him, shares Christ with him out of Isaiah 53 about the suffering servant. The Ethiopian believes on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. He's immediately baptized right there, I guess, in a ditch on the side of the road. It doesn't say where. He just says, hey, well, there's water there. What prevents me from being baptized? Philip says, well, I guess nothing. They get down out of the chair. He baptizes him there on the side of the road in a drainage ditch or something. The Holy Spirit orchestrated that whole thing. The Holy Spirit orchestrated it. Or how about Peter in Acts chapter 10? Acts chapter 10. I like this one. You turn to Acts chapter 10 for me. (laughs) It's the middle of the day. Peter's in the town of Joppa, which is right on the Mediterranean Sea. It's hot there. It's sunny there. There's no air conditioning. He goes up on the roof of the house to cool off. He falls asleep. Can you relate to that? He dozes off. Sitting up on the balcony. And while he's sleeping, Acts chapter 10 tells us he has a vision. And in this vision, he sees a sheet coming down from heaven with clean and unclean animals on it. And he hears a voice that says, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter says, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. Verse 15 And a voice spoke to him again a second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. And this was done three times, it says in verse 16. And then the object was taken up into heaven. And Peter wakes up from his his nap. And look at verse 17. Peter wondered within himself what this vision, which he had seen, meant. And then in verse 19, what we're told here is that There's a man named Cornelius who lives in Caesarea by the sea, several miles away down the coast. And he has sent for Simon Peter to come down to tell him about the Lord. He asked me how I know, and I say, 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Joel, and he has more to share with you next time. In Joel 2.25, it says, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Are you in a season that relates to this verse? Perhaps there are circumstances that seem impossible to restore, and yet God gives these kinds of promises in the Bible, proving that He desires to rescue and restore the things that are broken and seemingly destroyed. If you're in a devastating place, feeling hopeless about the metaphorical locus in your life, would you call and talk with us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask God for healing from this trial. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from this Old Testament prophecy book. Pastor Dan has more to share from the book of Joel here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am well, I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.